Cool. We live? We running? Cool. What's up, y'all? Jonathan Wiseman, podcastmarketing.com. This is another episode of The Grit. And The Grit, I know you've done your research, but for those listening, we basically want to bring on entrepreneurs, interview them, get the lowdown, get their story, uh, uh, their story and, the, and their path and journey to success or to failure, because there's a lot more failures than there are successes, uh, especially when you're starting your own business. And very few got the grit to make it fucking happen. So we are bringing on local entrepreneurs, interviewing them, learning about their business models, their marketing strategies, how they got in it, their aha moments, their wow moments, their oh shit, I'm about to fail moments. We want to hear it all. And I think by providing that information and content to aspiring entrepreneurs or existing entrepreneurs, uh, it's going to make them feel like there's other people going through the same thing as them. Therefore, the, uh, they can hopefully take something from this to help benefit their business, whether it's consoling them and, and, and emotional support to giving them maybe some ideas and strategies to help launch their business and take it to the next level. So that's the perfect, uh, that's, that's the purpose of The Grit. And uh, we're happy to have you on the show because you're a local entrepreneur. Yes, and I'm happy to be on. And when I went and got information and saw what you were doing, I thought it was great. Uh, I think it's good to have the in the moments, the people who are starting up, the people who have already been, already been there because a lot of podcasters or anything out there is about like five years later or six only successful entrepreneurs and then a lot of people feel like they can't they can't do those types of things because there's so many steps ahead absolutely so seems love, untangible yes yeah, so the education piece is huge and the fact that you have local entrepreneurs and there's so many types of entrepreneurship nowadays so sure you know when you have one you can have multiple so that's one of the things i wanted to come on and just kind of share my story and being in the middle of my third my third business my third baby and growing others so well i appreciate you coming on the show and you as you said you've got three babies yes so i don't know if we got a time to go through no. all of them well they're all connected okay well then perfect one was born from the other so well there you go then then we're gonna make time for it perfect. so you're a local entrepreneur yes I am. and i know you're also a podcaster i am so i know how we're, we're gonna get to that in a little bit because i want to talk about that because i'm new to this you know, and, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it together. Yeah, it's cool. Still learning. Shit. I'm still I, learning. I am too. So <laughs> any information I can learn from you, come on with it. <laughs> Perfect. What was that? Oh, that's going to, that's going <laughs> to happen. That's just part hey, of my personality. <laughs> I love it. Already. So what business are you in? Giovanna White. Yes, Giovanna White. And what is the name of your business? What is it that you do? So I own Mia Bella Events and Receptions. Okay. It is a wedding venue in Tomball. Okay. Um, we will have our birthday next month. Wow. Yep. We grand opened a year ago in September. Sweet. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Made it to the year mark. Yes. That is a huge accomplishment. It is. And it's, it's a lot of work. Yes, a it is. A lot of work. It's definitely not easy. No. Well, and you're going to share some of that with us. Yes, I will. That's what, that's so, what I want to do. <laughs> Mia Bella Weddings and Receptions. Mm -hmm. And so you actually own a venue. So yes, it's a little little complicated. We own the management company, so we still lease the the building out. Well, sure. but we own Mia Bella, yeah. Yeah, so you have your own yes, venue. It's not just venue. a service. No, that's amazing. Yes, real cool. So how did you get into this? Have you been in the wedding business for a yes. while? So I I started five years ago in the wedding industry, um, really because I was getting married uh, in Las Vegas and I could not find a florist. And so what I decided to do was just make my own floral here and ship it or take it with me. Um, so that project took like six months because what I wanted wasn't available. Uh, flew it with me, took pictures. So many people were asking me, like, where did you get your floral? One thing led to another. I started a really small, just uh, silk artificial floral company called Simply Blossoming. 
and just did that part-time. I worked for Victoria's Secret for 13 years. I was working with them full-time on salary. Just thought this will be some supplemental income. Sure. And, you know, three years in, I started to, to do weddings, like wedding planning. So I got certified as a wedding planner. I had lots of clients that were like, we want more than just this floral service. So I went out and started doing that. And my fourth year in, I, I had to leave um, the corporate world because I had to I, leave Victoria's Secret. I did. I had to leave them. I loved them. 13 years was great, but I had I couldn't take business because I was working so much. Sure. So um, from there, I just went straight into wedding planning. Um, did that for a couple of years, and then Mia Bella came up was available last year. And you know, my brother said this is something that you're fantastic at. It'd be stupid for us to not take this opportunity. Sure. Um, it's it's a you know five to eight year business plan. And um, so it, this all kind of transpired over the last three years. Yeah. So it was like what three years ago you left Victoria's yeah. Secrets. Yeah, almost. And, three, yeah, almost three years. And I think that's you know uh, amazing to share is that. A lot of business owners don't start with an idea and just go, you know, head first and go all in and no. risk it all. No. Uh, some of sometimes it happens as a side project. Many times it happens by accident. Um, and, and to have, you know, your career of 13 years uh, kind of afford you to start this as a side and lend itself to cover the overhead while you built this business. And, and sometimes that's many times that's how. Uh, businesses and entrepreneurs are funded is by having their main gig for several years until it turns into well now the main job that was supporting everything financially is now a side gig until right. you wing it off or just drop it yeah I don't think you can can I don't know many entrepreneurs that can just quit their job cold turkey and then start a business <laughs> and people want to do that and I get it it's a, it's time-consuming I have kids too like teenage kids so I don't recommend it. Um, and you have to do your homework. Like, you know, the wedding yeah. industry is saturated. To open a wedding venue where I'm at, it, people are like, you're crazy. There's so many out there. Um, so I really had to be different. I didn't want to come in doing the same thing that everybody else was doing. And so, so tell me about being different because it is a saturated market. And, you know, being a, a digital marketer and entrepreneur, um, looking at a lot of my clients, for the most part, 98% of them are in a saturated market there's 10 to hundreds of other companies doing the same thing. So what do you do in your saturated market to separate you from the rest or to stand out in a saturated crowd? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to put it in, in a smaller story because it's such a, it's such a big concept, but most wedding venues are either like a DIY, you come in, do it yourself, rent the venue and you can, you know, not spend that much money or spend as much money. Other venues are all inclusive um, where they have a team. Uh, vendors that come in and, and everything's done. You just come sign a contract. You don't have to worry about anything else. What I decided to do, because I'm solo, um, my brother and I do run that company, but I run the venue and the operations piece, was I already had exclusive partners that I have worked with in the last five years that I reached out to and said, look, this is what I want to do. I'm not going to have a staff for probably two to three years. It's just going to be me. Um, I want to, you know, find the best wedding experts and I don't want to be call them preferred vendors because that's that's anywhere. Anyone can be on a list at a venue. Sure. Um, and I, you know, want to grow other businesses as well. So I didn't go high end because that's not my demographic. It's not my venue. It's not my clientele. Mm -hmm. But I also didn't go low end where a lot of people think all inclusive is like, oh, well, we're just going to get, you know, the cheapest. So, you know, it, it goes it's getting the best, the wedding experts, quality um you know they're affordable 
and that they're able to meet the team. They're able to know who they are based on just being on the website, coming to events. We were at Bridal Extravaganza two, two times in a row and just saying, okay, this is, I want my wedding to be here and I want them to take care of me. So all of my exclusive partners are locally owned Houston businesses. Gotcha. Um, and they've been in the wedding industry for 10 or more years. And then I do have smaller businesses that we, uh, we own. So we own part of our a photography and videography company. Uh, we really helped bring in a hair and makeup team that we know um, can take on the business. Do you still do the floral as well? So the floral is my mom's now, so we still do it in house. Um, Kept it in the family. It is. That's so cool. she, it's like her therapy. She, I take all the orders. It's part of. We kind of have a little bit of it part of the package, um, and everything's so turnkey with us that clients they don't see us until ninety days out. So they'll book a year in advance, a year and a half in advance, and then they're sitting back down with us ninety days later. And that's the most important piece. They don't have to worry about anything. That's they're right. doing an engagement party. They're doing their save the dates. They're enjoying being engaged and not worried about All deposits and sure. vendors and meetings. Like you, we don't need to see you until three months before your wedding. Let's get you re excited and then we'll finish everything off. And gotcha. we, well, we've had a great turnout, five, five star reviews. All of my vendors are fantastic. I mean, my, I don't want to even call them vendors, my partners. Yeah. Because without them, we would not be where we are in less than a year. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, and I like it from, you know, the client standpoint where it's effortless. You leave them alone. You're not bugging them. And you said, what, 90 days out is when you start yeah. touching them. So from a business perspective, uh, when it comes to booking, if they're booking a year out, when do you start to collect that deposit? Do you do it 90 days out or do you do it a year out to reserve the schedule? So we do uh, a reserve the date or a what we call a deposit, but it's not a high one. It's 25% and it's only 25% of the rental. Uh, we don't really, we don't need anything up until 60 days prior to the event because we pay our vendors directly. So for us, we normally do a monthly payment plan where clients can kind of see what they're payments are going to look like within the year if they want to pay more up front it's really customized to how they need it really just cool. do 60 days before gotcha mm -hmm. cool and so y'all are you know you have the location and then all of the other subsidiary businesses surrounding that you have your hands in as well yes or your partners with the company. partners and i have partners same that have multiple businesses within their business that can come and help and do any add-ons you know it's it's like you get the all-inclusive and you can still get a little bit more because we're budget-friendly yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So you're kind of the all-inclusive versus the custom. You're r r literally right in the middle yep. trying to marry those two together. And that, I think it's hard for, you know, couples to understand that because there's mm, there really isn't anything out there here in Houston that I've, that I've seen. Sure. Um, you know, I've been able to work with coaches all around the the U.S. that are in the same industry. And I, and I you know, that's a lot of what they're doing, but they're standing out in their in their um, market. Sure. So you're telling me what's making you stand out, meeting those two in the middle. Mm -hmm. What are you doing to market your business, to generate traffic, to get sales and keep feeding everybody? So we, one of the things that I did not do from the beginning was uh, a good website. And for right now we're in the middle of redesigning to it, for it to be a silent salesperson where the transparent pricing is on there, where they can honestly just, they can put it in a cart and just buy their own package. They can meet the vendors there. So really utilizing the website. And then we're about to partner up with social media just to really get those stories out there. If they get on there, maybe only see three or four pictures. Are they understanding who we are, what we do? Sure. Um, so it, that's, that's kind of where we are now, you know, construction, went over budget uh so you As know always. always so the first year <laughs> it's like oh i have you know 
barely anything to work with. Uh, and we do partner up with like the Knot and I do a lot of with the Bridal Extravaganza. They're great. They're fantastic with helping us out because they're local. So, so mentioning that, what is the Knot? The Knot is like the number one um, wedding advertising source in the United States. Um, so is it print magazine? It's everything digital, digital, social media. They do live webinars. So they're not only are they for the couples or for the vendors too. So they do a lot of education. And so that's something that we've had since we've opened. But, uh, you know, the, the main thing for me is, is local, you know, the knot is, is great. It, It is saturated just because there's so many venues yeah so you can't just focus on one thing or they say oh the knot's going to get all my business for me and then it's me being out there i mean you gotta diversify the first year was hard everyone's like i don't see you at events and i'm like well because you know i'm running a business i'm running three businesses so now you know i going into 2020 i'm already like at that that six five six months like what am i going to do differently um again bringing on more partnerships learning about the business learning exactly what my clients need and going back and seeing you know what did we do great why are clients giving us five-star reviews and how can we keep that going and when we don't get that five-star review is going okay what do we need to do better what did we miss sure so that's those are the things that i'm working on now um, for 2020. Well, I think it's amazing. And, and being a woman-owned business is absolutely amazing. I know that's going to be motivating to a lot of people out there. I love it. So I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. Thank you. Really cool. So the other companies you were talking about, one was the floral business. And yeah. then I guess the photography, is that the other? Um, or is there th- another That's one? just one of our side businesses. My other business is because of so, many, so much traffic and so many couples that I've met in the last five, six years and in being in the industry is I decided to start a podcast. Um, and through that I do, uh, engagement and wedding coaching, which has never been heard of. It's crazy. People don't even know what that means, but I am, my podcast is not like a wedding planning podcast. It is a wedding education podcast. So for, I would say 85% of newly engaged couples are just not financially ready to get married. So I think they take that step from being engaged and going straight into planning mode when they need to take a whole season of just being engaged and learning, doing their homework, reading the reviews. Um, so what I decided to do was have an education, an, ed- an educational podcast with a wedding experts, not, not vendors, wedding experts. So financial advisors, I just had a compassionate leadership coach that's coaching couples a year to two years out and preventing that being in debt, getting married and being in debt. Um, having a wedding plan just one-sided and just being the bride because that's that's what our industry is so sure. bringing the partners together bringing the bride and groom together and making them understand that this this financial decision narrows down to 10 hours one day and you have to do it together because it's gonna it's it's gonna be it's almost like the first chapter of the rest of your life and are you always going to go back and be like i can't believe we spent thirty thousand dollars on this wedding and now we can't even buy a house yeah so it's it's really more for me I love to eliminate the, educational the gap. process of that. I love it. And, and like you said, nobody is doing this. I haven't heard of this anywhere. It's so new that it's hard for me to get to get people and not have a private Facebook group. Yeah, very small because I want it to be couples. In my industry, it's all bride groups. I'm in like seven bride groups. You can you can find them all the time. But this is for them to have a community where they're comfortable asking those questions. Like, why does it cost so much for a DJ photographer? Explain to me what you know the wise like well they're a business they're supporting they have insurance like there's so much behind it but also making sure that they're understanding that what are their goals in the next three to five years it's not just let's just wedding plan let's have this big party and then we'll figure things out sure so i we, we i want to prevent that and i want to prevent you know just the stress because i see it i see it 
not so much with me at my venue because we do so much, but I just see it in the industry. And I, and I want them to understand this is, this is for you both. And so don't worry about getting married in six months, eight months, wait a year, wait two. You're going to spend the rest of your life together. Yeah. So what's the point? Take your time, do it right and prepare the right way. Yeah. And so I I just do a little bit of coaching on the side. I have clients that call me. Uh, we do budgets together. I have lots of tools and resources where if they want to get on a coaching call or they want to, I'm working on an ebook, which will drop next month, but I'm also doing, this is where my fourth baby will come. I'm going to get in the online business. I'm going to do an e-course because I do this so much and I'm only one person and I'm, it's almost like therapy that I want to develop a course, maybe six weeks, eight weeks that they can take together and then decide, okay, are we ready to get married? Sure. Or this is what we need to do to even think about getting married. Yeah. So I think that's absolutely And, and the online business is so great. E-commerce is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and there's nothing out there for it. And that's what I'm like, you know, there's there's a need in the market that's oversaturated of education. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Well, and that's what, you know, consulting or coaching, that's what everything is, is really, you know, there's a hundred digital marketing agencies out there within a hundred mile radius of me that I'm competing with daily. What's the difference between you and everybody else? It's how educated you are, how hands-on you are, how much you've learned from actual trial and error versus how much you contract out to other people to do it for you. And so what you're, the value that you're adding, uh, not just as a standalone product or a course or a podcast, uh, but it also pairs very well with your other business ventures so that you're getting added value. You're giving added yep. value to your clients. So anybody that's, um, and that's what I tell entrepreneurs, what are you doing to really stand out and be different? What is the added value that you're giving to your prospective clients or your existing clients? Uh, and what are you giving them to them after the fact? After you land them, close them, sell them, what is that continued support in business or that continued revenue stream so that you keep those clients engaged for a long-term connection? Correct. And the what you're doing is absolutely amazing, and it's meeting all those points. Yeah. And what is the name of your podcast? It's Just Engage University. Just Engage University. Yeah. And is that also going to be the name of your course? It will be the name of my course. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. So Just Engage University. Do you have JustEngageUniversity.com? I do. So that is where you can go get educated. Yeah. JustEngageUniversity.com. Yeah. Dope. Great stuff on Instagram. I know the world the, the world now is based, revolved around Instagram. But, sure. um, I, you know, one of the things that people ask me to a lot is, like, how do you do all of this? Well, it's definitely the priority is me, Bella. Like, that's where, you know, I focus my, my I would say, 80% of my it's time. It's your bread and butter. But if it weren't for me, Bella, all this other stuff wouldn't have, wouldn't have happened. So I took the opportunity and I ran with it. But it's been really hard. Like, the last five months to try to figure out how much time to give to each one and feeling guilty for not giving the right amount. I've been there. That's one of the biggest things I've learned over the last, more so the last year, two years than any part of uh, my careers are not spreading yourself thin. And just because you have an idea, you know, in your business, in your niche, uh, there's always other ideas that spawn, uh, revenue stream opportunities, money-making ideas that, oh, if I just did this, I could, you know, increase my profit margins and my sales and my volume. And what I've learned over the last few years uh, is that if you're going to spread yourself thin, you're not going to be able to focus on your main, um, your customer service, your quality of service, your quality of products, 
you're going to start to diminish. And the more you try to take on, the less you're going to be able to take care of your main focus and your main customers. And so it is a balance because there are certain, you know, as you said, you have Mia Bella, you have the flowers, you have the podcast. There are certain things that complement it very well. And if you keep that synergy and you're able to do it, you can do it successfully. So I'm not saying don't think of other ideas, but it is a balancing act. And sometimes you try it and invest into it and you realize three months into it, this shit isn't going to work. No, it it does happen. I mean, and and I also think you got to look at your seasons because for in the wedding industry, I have two main seasons. I have to focus on that exactly spring in in Houston, it's spring and fall. So then I said, you know, in the summer, I'm going to focus on the podcast, create that content, sit down and and really have a strategy behind it. Sure. Uh, And a, a lot of things that entrepreneurs don't do is you have to invest in yourself. That's, that's something that I wish I would have done a lot sooner. I didn't get a coach until this year, until January of this year. And I was, you know, it's the money. It's so expensive. Well, and a lot of entrepreneurs, business owners, including myself, um, a lot of them can be cocky or arrogant or think they know everything or that, you know, I don't need anybody else to tell me how to be successful or I don't want anybody else's advice. I think I'm the expert and I think I know everything right. about my industry. What is a coach going to do for me that has no idea about my industry? And... And if you can, you know, tell the audience from experience what that coach is actually offering you or giving you uh, outside of, you know, how to do floral arrangements and how to cater to the wedding business, what value are they bringing you? How are you seeing that return? Well, you know, I've been looking into getting a coach for a while and there's so many out there, but I wanted a coach that was only like one step ahead of me, that she's already done what I do. She's not in the wedding industry, but she had a brick and mortar store. She worked for IBM for years. She was a VP of marketing for IBM. Uh, also a mom of two, uh, you know, doing the side hustle. And when I, she has a podcast and I was listening to her, I, I said, this is what I need. And it's accountability. It's strategy. You don't have a boss. When you're an entrepreneur, you just get up one day and you're like, I don't want to work. You can't do that. You yeah. cannot have that. So it's almost stupid to say that I have a coach to, to keep me in my, in my place no, and make sure that, you know, I am allowed to take some time off because that's one of the things that, you know, my, so I my have husband. a wife that does that for me. <laughs> <laughs> my husband tells me like, you have to schedule time off because he's, he's in hospitality. He's a chef. So we, we live in these worlds of working ourselves 24 seven all the time, sure. you know, and when the kids are in school, you know, we're working when the summer is a little harder for me because they're home. Yeah. But, you know, she was God, the summer's over, huh? Thank (laughs) Yes. She she got me to have a a summer strategy before summer even came. I think if I wouldn't have had her, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now with with all of my businesses. And then she also told me, you need to slow down here, Uh, you know, prioritize the summer, spend time with your kids because they're going to, you know, grow up and graduate in the next six and a half years and don't feel bad about doing it you're going to have a different schedule in the summer. What do you invest into a coach? What do you spend monthly on that or annually roughly? Um, you know, everyone's different. Sure. Um, quarterly where she, she does like $1,200 a quarter. Okay. We get one-on-one coaching once a week and then anything that I need from there. Uh, you so, know, she's you available. Know, it's, it's a $5,000 annual yeah. investment. Right. And, and that return is exponential. I'm assuming. In, enormous. And, and again, there's so many coaches out there that I'm like, I would love to have, but I don't want a coach that's been doing this for, you know, sh- there's so many mentors that I listen to in podcasts. I'm like, they're so ahead of me that I'd be drowning. Yeah. So and a lot of them are also on autopilot. Yeah. And then you, of course, got the fakes and frauds that are just yeah. regurgitating somebody else's content. Yeah. Which but is important to, to take your time. That's like getting married. Don't get it. If you need a coach, don't do it in a week. You're going to have to go out there, get testimonials, talk to actual people. 
research. You know, yeah, research. Yeah, for sure. But it's important. I think as an entrepreneur, everybody should have that even at the beginning just to kind of get you focused. I wish coaching was popular when I got started. You know, it was always me and my brother bouncing ideas off each other. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Let's do it. And, um, you know, learn the hard way. But and, you're the two percenters of the world. I mean, there's very far and few people that are can, that can do that. And that's two, it really is two percent of the world that can just get up and run a business and do do it all from beginning to end without having you know without getting stumped along the way without having a i don't want to call him a boss but that's what it is when you're working a nine to five or you're in corporate or you're any other you you have a schedule you have have. a boss you you have to have certain numbers there's always they have their own strategy you're making money for them so they're gonna they're gonna put you in the right direction but when you're making money for yourself and you don't know that because no one's ever taught you that sure you got to find it. Yeah. And they definitely don't teach it in school. No. There, no there's no. no courses you could take. No. And you would think that they would teach more of the school system. But I won't even get into no, that. But it's a whole nother podcast. Yeah. And my abs- kids are, I think your kids and my kids are the same age. So I'm. I got them across the board. It's crazy. I'm like, you guys are interning <coughs> with the businesses because they're not going to learn this in school. So you're a year in now yes. or just about, about to have, you said next week? Next month. Next yeah. month when your anniversary. Congratulations Thank on that you. again. Thank you. Have you had your aha moment or that moment when you've just kind of had that one sigh of relief where it's like all right this is gonna work yes have you being a year in which is a very very short time and 90 percent of businesses fail before reaching this mark so it's fucking amazing thank you that you've made this and it almost didn't happen have you had the (laughs) chance to you know breathe and and Business owners are, oh, I pat myself on the back. They're not going to say that. I know you're not going to say that right now, and I know you're going to say you've never done it, you never will. But have you at least had that sigh of relief where it's like, all right, it's going to work? You know, yes, and it's recent. I would say in the last couple of weeks after we had Bridal Extravaganza in July, and I felt a lot better from the first one to the second one within the year we've been in in Mia Bella. Um, But it has to do with these partnerships you know, and really starting to ask for more. I'm always a giver I need, and I need to learn to stop giving so much away or doing so much for others. Um, so, you know, slowly but surely, I've sat down with most of my partners and just said, this is what we're gonna need to do. Uh, we're gonna have to, you know, start re- rethinking our strategy for 2020. Um, and, you know, in order for all of us to make it, I have to make it first. Because sure. without me, you don't have it. You don't have these events. So kind of being I don't want to say being selfish I just I've never been a person to ask from from even like what's expected I've always kind of been like okay a little bit's okay they're here they're helping but I need to ask for more because when I succeed they succeed and just learning to say no that's (laughs) oh my god yeah that's one of the biggest things I've seen hurt people when they start their own business Mm -hmm. is they don't want to say no uh, because they're too nice yeah or they don't want to say no to income potential. Yeah. And just because you're being offered money doesn't mean you should always accept it. Correct. I think that is a huge uh, thing to point out, and I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. I, ha- I, ha- I had to in a personal level just with life and then also in just the business world. You got to once you prioritize and you really have it's, it sounds so dumb, like have that schedule and understand that how valuable your time is then you're going to really start to, to have those moments and then go back and reflect on both the wins. That's one of the things I never do and I need to do more of. And when you do, you feel so much better and sure. you almost have 
this new perspective the next day of like what I'm doing, this is what I'm meant to do. I love it. And then the other things are just, you know, don't give up. There's going to be the idea. There are days all the time. I mean, especially with the summer that I'm just like, what am I doing? You know, why, what, what, what was my, what was I thinking to put so much on my plate? But no, I'm thinking of 10 years, 20 years, my kids, you know, other business owners in Houston that are trying to do the same thing in the world really and just saying you know what don't be scared I've been scared I didn't want to do the podcast I told my I told my coach I was like that's I'm never going to do a podcast I wanted to blog and she's like your industry is so oversaturated you think brides and grooms want to read another blog or you know an article and I said but they don't they're not going to know what this is and now everyone's like this is great again the car I can listen to you I'm at work I'm on my break I'm at school a lot of these you know couples are still in college and I'm like what was I thinking not doing this sooner yeah no it's it's a perfect way and opportunity for people to consume content Mm -hmm. we actually got into podcasting uh, to produce the video content for my clients and digital marketing I couldn't get my clients to do a video for anything and it doesn't make sense financially to spend four, five, six grand on doing little commercials and little short videos. So the podcast was a platform to get my clients on here to get some video production out of it and then utilize it for marketing purposes. And it's it's the gift that keeps on giving. It is. Well, and the, it, it really is. And that's something that I've been explaining to all of them because also the Audible that comes along with it, it is the, the platforms that consume content. You know, whatever industry you're in, weddings to construction to insurance to anything, people, as you were saying, they consume it at school, they consume it at work, on the way to work, in the car. If you think of old school marketing, whether it's newspaper, print, or it is commercial radio, there's only a few hours a day that people can possibly consume that content, not to mention most of the technology in place now is written to overwrite that content, TiVo to skip over commercials or everybody's live streaming now so they don't hear the commercials on the right nobody really listens to radio anymore so yeah it's amazing that you started this and you saw that and went in that direction it was scary i mean i i still haven't gone one of the things that my coach keeps on telling me just like she said with the podcast i haven't gone on live i don't really do videos on instagram and facebook i do a lot of insta stories but not with me and them you know with live is intimidating it is it It really is we we shoot we pre-record i don't shoot live (laughs) <laughs> but you know and I, but I see people out there and the people that are engaged and involved and really are giving that value which we talk about value are the people that just don't care they just get on they no do shame. it it's not rehearsed and you know I keep you, you see both worlds you see the beautiful insta stories and the instagrams that are like polished and you're like I can't if it, mine doesn't look like that then I'm not going to do it and in my industry what does my coach says? B B plus is like an A for my for my clients, and I need to stop focusing on what everybody else is doing sure. and say just get your stuff out there. If it doesn't work, take it down. Someone what I've like learned it, don't do it. is being authentic is going to get you a lot further, and being raw and being real, and adding uh, and that's the main thing for the podcast is humanizing your industry. Anybody can go online and look at twenty different Instagram accounts with beautiful, perfect pictures and photography and setups and florals and wedding pictures and everything but the first one that has audio and video of somebody talking to the camera talking to their audience and educating them giving good added value which is exactly what you're doing you're going to knock them all over the head yeah yeah and you just got to get out of that comfort zone i'm working on it i got to go live tomorrow so i have an open house so there's no there you go there's no joking around now cool well i want to thank you for coming on the show and sharing your story and uh you know women entrepreneurs are fucking amazing <laughs> my wife is one and, and i've you know more power to you 
and for being uh, inspiration for others to take that plunge and, and take the risk and to do it. And um, tell me again the name of your podcast. Oh, so podcast is at Just Engage University, and Instagram is where you'll find me better than anywhere else. So at, yeah. at Just Engage University. And I'm, you know, hit me up, give me a DM, I'll help you out. Yeah. And I'll just, answer those questions. JustEngageUniversity.com. Yep. And then the Mia Bella is the actual location that you Yeah. Have. So Mia Bella um, events and receptions were in Tomball, and you can find me at MiaBellaVita.com. Cool. Well, I'll put all that below. Yes. Thank you. JustEngageUniversity.com. Yeah. Cool. Well, appreciate y'all tuning in today. Uh, this is Giovanna White with JustEngageUniversity.com. Y'all check her out if y'all looking to get engaged anytime soon, get married. And uh, be sure to tune into her podcast as well. And this is The Grit, and we'll see you on the next one.